I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may have learned in social studies class that slavery was once legal in America. You may have even known that slavery was the economic engine that drove this country to its superpower status. You may have heard of lashings and hangings and stories of slave ships. But there are things you may not have known. For instance, slaves didn't have to be purchased outright. They could be mortgaged. Did you know that in New York City, you could rent a slave for the day? Slaves who learned to be carpenters and builders often left fingerprints in the first buildings in this country. That's something you may never have encountered in social studies. You may never have been taught that the first four slave ship names were desire, fortune, hope, and prosperity. Interweaving lecture, personal anecdotes, interviews, and shocking revelations, criminal defense and civil rights lawyer Jeffrey Robinson draws a stark timeline of anti-black racism in the United States, from slavery to the modern myth of a post-racial America. In Who We Are, a chronicle of racism in America, Robinson faces his largest audience, asking all of us to examine who we are, where we come from, and who we want to be. To dive deeper into this movie, which is distributed by Sony, a founding partner of the Black Information Network, we are joined by the film's writer and producer and today's guest, Jeffrey Robinson. This is Our Daily Story, and I'm your host, Ramses Cha. So tell us a bit about your background. Well, <clears throat> I uh, am 65 years old. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee in 1956. Uh, I tell people that uh, the civil rights movement wasn't something I read about in a book. It was what I was walking into when my brothers and sisters and my parents left our home and went to live in Memphis during the time. Um, my brother and I integrated a Catholic school in 1963, which, by the way, is almost nine years after Brown versus the board. So just to give you an idea of the creeping pace of uh, so-called school integration back at that time. And uh, I had one of the best educations in America. I went to Marquette University. I went to Harvard Law School. And yet in my 50s, I started learning stuff about the history of anti-Black racism in America, in the United States, mm. and the history of a reliance on the myth of white supremacy in the United States. And that's what kind of put me on this path. Uh, but, you know, I went to law school to be a public defender, and that's what I was for the first seven years of my career in state court for five years and in federal court for almost three years. And I went from there to a private practice in Seattle as a criminal defense lawyer at a wonderful law firm that's still in existence in Seattle and Schrader, Goldmark and Bender. I'll give them a, a shout out. Sure. And uh, I was I was just 
doing what I could do in my career, both to try and reform the criminal legal system and to work on issues of racial justice, because the two are intertwined at so many different levels. Um, and uh, I was doing that work when I got contacted by the ACLU and they asked me to become a deputy legal director, ultimately uh, becoming in charge of their work on reforming the criminal legal system and their work on racial justice. And that was a great job. Um, and I left that job in March of last year because I believe that we are at a critical point in American history. And as we look at the country, as we look at the gaps at every socioeconomic marker between white America and black America, you have to ask the question, why is that? And if we don't know the history that brought us to this point, then by, <laughs> by definition, we will come up with solutions that will fail because they won't address the true nature of the problem. And so the attempt to erase our history is a critical point where there needs to be huge pushback so that we can go forward as a nation in a way that makes sense. And the history I'm talking about, this history has been stolen from all of us. This ain't black history, this is American history. And it's been stolen from all of us. And it's on all of us to reckon with it and get it back. And that's why I left the ACLU to form the Who We Are Project to focus on that one goal. Very good. So. Tell us about the inspiration and the origins of the film, Who We Are, A Chronicle of Racism in America. Well, as I said, I started doing research about uh, the history of anti-Black racism and the reliance on the myth of white supremacy in the American uh, uh, culture, in the development of the United States and the enrichment of the United States. And I found things that I had never seen before, had never heard before. And at first I was really uh, angry at myself. And I thought, you know, you fool, how could you not have seen this? How could you not have learned this? Why didn't you know these things? And after I decided that wasn't very productive, I decided I got to be mad at somebody, so I'll blame my teachers. Mm. And then I thought about it and thought, well, how are they going to teach me something that they weren't taught? And as a criminal defense lawyer, one of the things you're trained to do is take an incredibly complex set of facts and put it in a timeline just to see what will happen. And when I did this with the information I was gathering, I was blown away because there was an undeniable and unbroken connection from 1619 to the present that gives a substantive answer, not the complete answer, but a huge part of the answer of why the gaps in America between white Americans and black Americans, why those gaps exist and what's behind them. So talk us through the premise of the movie, Who We Are, A Chronicle of Racism in America. Well, I started giving a presentation based on the information that I put together, and I was giving it around the country. And uh, 
in April of 2017, I gave it to a group of people in the federal courthouse in Manhattan, some judges and lawyers. And one of the people in the audience was a woman named Sarah Kunstler. She's a criminal defense lawyer. And she's also the daughter of William Kunstler, the iconic civil rights lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she and her sister, Emily, have a film company called Off-Center Productions. And they had been making films, including a film about their father called William Kunstler Disturbing the Universe. So I got a call from these women saying, we'd like to talk to you. <clears throat> uh, one of us saw your talk and were blown away by it. And we want to make a film. And I thought, this is interesting. But I, you know, I certainly knew their last name but I didn't know them. And luckily I knew criminal defense lawyers in New York who knew her. So I started looking into who Sarah was. I found out about the work they had been doing. And so I met with them and they were clear, you know, Jeff, you're one person and there's only so many places you can go and give this talk and it's important and it needs to be seen by all Americans and we would like to help you accomplish that. And when you talk about white allyship, they walked the talk. They came to me saying, this film is yours. You own the film 100%. And that's why when we sold the distribution rights to Sony Pictures Classics, we were able to put 100% of the money they gave us into the Who We Are project. And mm-hmm. so all of the money that Sony has paid us up to now and all future earnings go into the Who We Are project, which is going to be focused on this kind of education that I talked about. Not only did they say that, they said, Jeff, you have final say over what goes in the film and what comes out. We're not trying to change anything you're saying. We're wanting to take what you're saying and make it as big as we can. And Emily Kunstler is the person who edited the film and she gets all of the credit for this. The editing of this film, I think was brilliant. What she took from our presentation and then turned into this documentary film was just amazing, just really amazing. And and so, That kind of support from them uh, resulted in us becoming very close partners. And, of course, you know, nobody made any final decisions on on this or that. It wasn't one person. It was the three of us and the people we collaborated with. And some folks have said, were you interested or concerned that it was two white women who were coming to talk to you? And I certainly noticed that when they came. (laughs) But as I said, They came as they came, as allies. And we think it is critically important that this collaboration is between white and black Americans because the history was stolen from all of us. And it is not the responsibility of black Americans alone to recover and reckon with this history. It's the responsibility of all of us. And so that's how we decided to make the film And Sarah and Emily just traveled with me as I went around the country giving my presentation. And we would give the presentation in a place and talk to people in the community. And that's how the the interviews uh, that we put together uh, came into the film. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Jeffrey Robinson is with us, writer and producer of the film Who We Are, a chronicle of racism in America. I want to say that personally, I thought it was masterfully executed. Um, I spent some time with it uh, and I was watching it with a friend. And, you know, to your point, the amount of history that was stolen from us was, it's profound to come to terms with it. And it helps frame a lot of the other history that we did learn, as well as frame a lot of what we see today. And so, I watch films like this all the time. This is right up my alley. But this was missing from the narrative. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But, you know, I, I, I just appreciate the film. Um, why do you think it's important for Black people? In your words, why do you think it's important for Black people to watch Who We Are, A Chronicle of Racism in America? And I want to focus specifically on our community and answering that question on the okay. black community. I didn't know so much of the detail that was in this film until I started reading, until I started searching. But deep inside, pardon my French, I knew this was there you know that it's more than it looks like. And when you hear narratives your whole life, and this is the narrative I heard from many, not all, but from many in the white community in America, y'all just need to work harder, just need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Jared Kushner, uh, before the last administration left office said, well, President Trump wants black people to be successful, but he can't want them to be successful more than they want to be successful. And so these, these narratives that you hear and you know, it's more than that. What this detail does is to put substance on what I would call feeling or intuition. Because feeling or intuition is significant, but the substance is what is, is where is where you know the heart lies. And what I mean by that is for people in the black community to understand that the success in our community has been done in spite of all of these things. There it is. 
in spite of all of these things. Mm -hmm. And then that raises the question, well, where would we have been without these roadblocks? And one of the best examples of that is Tulsa, Oklahoma and the massacre there. Yes, sir. Where would that community have been had that massacre not happened? There is no telling about the development that would have happened. So it's to say to, to our community, all the success you see in our community, it's been done in spite of these roadblocks. Respect the people who have been able to, to pull themselves and their families to a different place in our society because these roadblocks are there. And it also says, when you look at people, one in five people in our community live in poverty. That has virtually nothing to do with wanting to be successful. You can find people in every single community that don't want to be successful. That has nothing to do with our community. What it says and what this history says to our community is when you see how difficult it is still in 2022, you now have an understanding of the details of why. You now have an understanding that this is a system that has been in place for hundreds of years. And so if you're wondering why our community hasn't made even more progress than the remarkable progress that we have made, here are the facts that need to go into the mix in understanding that. So in our community, it's a matter of respecting our success and understanding that for the vast majority of our community that's struggling today, these roadblocks would stop anybody. Very good. Now, I want to flip that question on its head. Why do you think it's important for white people to watch who we are, a chronicle of racism in America? One of the things that uh, one of the ways that the movie starts is by asking is any, if anyone has ever enslaved a person. Mm -hmm. And that's purposeful. Because the answer to that is no. And what does that mean? It means that slavery is not the fault of the people alive in the United States today. We didn't institute it. We didn't write it into any uh, uh, initial constitution. It's just not our fault, but it is our shared history. Mm. And what's our responsibility as Americans is to reckon with that shared history. And if we minimize it, if we say, well, this history makes me feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. so I don't want to talk about it. What we're saying to the Black community in this country is, I'm looking at the state of your existence, and I'm willing to let you struggle with it so that I don't have to feel uncomfortable. Well said. I don't think there are many good-hearted people in the United States that would buy into that. 
And, you know, there are all kinds of analogies that people use, but people say, well, you know, if we have these discussions, I'm, if I'm a white person, I'm going to say something that's racist or say something that sounds racist, even though I really don't mean it to be racist. And someone's going to get mad at me or someone's going to say something that really hurts my feelings and we're going to get angry at each other and it's going to be really awkward. And what I say to the white community is, please, please don't worry about that. Every single one of those things will happen. And more than that. But if you know that they will happen, and if you know that this is part of the path to getting to a place where our country can move forward together in a way that makes sense, then you walk the path. If you have a root canal, you know when you go to the dentist, that shit is going to hurt, pardon my French, but you know it's going to hurt. And you go anyway, because the pain of the experience is what is necessary to get better. And so I would say to uh, the white community, the view of why America looks why it does today is informed <clears throat> by what we know about the past. And people are working desperately right now to erase this past. And they're doing it for a reason, because they know that the truth about our history will lead many Americans, conservative or liberal, to conclusions that we have to do things in a radically different way. That's why they're working so hard to erase this truth. That's why they kept it hidden, but hidden in plain sight throughout all of these years. There are many people that say the South lost the Civil War, but they won the peace because they created a narrative that has lasted until today. And so what I would say to the white community is, don't we want to tell our children the truth about the history of our country? Yes or no? And if the answer is yes, then this is the road we have to walk down. You spend some time examining unconscious biases in the film, in who we are, a chronicle of racism in America. Why do you think it's important that we all challenge our biases? Because we all have them. And we have them because racism has been fed to us in our honey and our milk from the time we were born. Um, there's a, a friend of mine, uh, Khalil Mohammed, a professor at Harvard University, and he makes a beautiful point that uh, people will say, well, you can't talk about these issues with children that are too young because, you know, they can't process it. And uh, many people will say, if you're not talking to your children about differences by the time they're three, you're behind the eight ball. Because you can go to the most liberal Montessori school in America and kids are self-segregating in the first grade in the lunchroom. The question is not, will your child learn about racism? The question is, who's gonna teach your child? Because if we don't actively engage on this topic, our society will teach our children. They will see what we see and the process that they will go through as well. I guess this is the way it's supposed to look. 
And that's a really significant thing that I think we 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 have to wrestle with uh, as as we think about uh, the spread of this information and how important it is. This concludes the first half of our two-part episode diving into the movie, Who We Are, A Chronicle of Racism in America, which is distributed by Sony, a founding partner of the Black Information Network, written and produced by Jeffrey Robinson. Be sure to check out part two tomorrow, right here on Our Daily Story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.